Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Today on Not Sam Wrestling, Nick Aldis is here to give his side of the story on why he's leaving the NWA. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Boy, oh boy, we got a hot one today. Welcome to Not Sam Wrestling. We're dropping this episode early because I really wanted you to hear this story. So you may not know if you've been living under a rock. One of the hottest stories in wrestling over the last week has been all the drama going on and Billy Corgan's NWA. I guess if you've been uh, totally ignorant to what the NWA has been up to, over the last five years, Nick Aldis is the superstar that's been most closely associated with that brand. You can go through the archives of this podcast and you can find interviews that I did with him uh, as the NWA champion when he was a part of the 10 Pounds of Gold video series, when he was kind of not only telling the story of the brand, but going town to town and defending the title when he was going to all in and defending the title against Cody Rhodes in a, in a, in a story that I think a lot of people still remember as the buildup to that pay-per-view. Well, on Sunday evening, I was as surprised as a lot of people were when a video came out. Now, apparently this video was meant to only go out to the people on Nick Aldis's subscription side of his Instagram. You know, on Instagram, you can sign up and have people pay a subscription and those people get special content. He says this was supposed to be part of that special content. But he puts out this video where he announces he has given his notice to the NWA and that as of January, his time in the NWA will be up. He says, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, that... uh, he did say that he found the product uh, embarrassing at this point to be associated with. And that was, you know, controversial. Uh, a day after, less than 24 hours removed from that video coming out and everybody buzzing about the fact that Nick Aldis had very publicly given uh, his notice. Now, I should say the video, which he said was meant for only his subscribers, went to everybody that follows him on Instagram. So everybody that followed Nick Aldis, he published it as public. So everybody immediately saw it. He deleted it, but the damage had been done. The news got out there. Everybody had seen it. So the next day, the NWA puts out a press release 
and it says that Nick Aldis has been suspended and isn't going to be a part of the next couple of shows that they're doing, which led people to wonder how can one be suspended after they've quit the organization. But the NWA said he was suspended. After that, a day after that, so on Tuesday, uh, Billy Corgan, who uh, is the guy who runs the NWA, he owns it, uh, went on the Busted Open show on Sirius XM and kind of blasted, in my opinion, Nick Aldis, specifically for, he said going scorched earth, which felt like an exaggeration, uh, but being very public about uh, his not liking the way the NWA product had evolved and being public about the fact that he had uh, that he had submitted his notice. So I had a lot of questions about this. Uh, I ended up in a conversation with Nick Aldis. And as I've said to a great many people, my door is, of course, open to you. And he decided to walk through that door, the forbidden not Sam door. So Nick Aldis sits down with me today to tell his entire side of the story. Now, beyond wrestling, Nick Aldis is also... uh, uh, running a company called LegacySups.com. That's LegacySups, S-U-P-P-S, dot com. Uh, a bunch of supplements on there. They've got Test X9, which is a natural uh, a natural testosterone booster. Recovery PM, which is a sleeping aid uh, that people just rave about, especially because of how important sleep is uh, when you are, you know, trying to be your best self. Uh, and you can put uh, promo code NOTSAM in, for 10% off at LegacySupps.com. So check that out after you listen to this. This entire interview is also available on the Not Sam Wrestling YouTube channel. So if you prefer to watch interviews like this, I know I do because you can see uh, body language and facial expressions and everything. Uh, that's uh, It's available in its entirety over at YouTube.com slash Not Sam Wrestling. Or you can listen to this and then also watch it later. Whatever you want to do. Here's my conversation uh, with Nick Aldis. The Not Sam Wrestling Interview. Here we are. Here we are. Welcome. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Welcome to the Not Sam Studio. Uh, uh, At a very interesting point in his life. Nick Aldis, first of all, uh, thank you for making the trip uh, up. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. What a what a great, what a smooth start. That yeah. Was. We've been chit-chatting for ages and then we're there. Yeah, so. where do we... <laughs> well, Nick, what's the haps? Uh, a, a, an inauspicious start to proceedings, folks. Yeah, yeah. So how, how, how are you? I'm fine. Um, I, you know, I made, a, I made a little post on my birthday, and I, I try not to uh, give too many of the life coaching, you know, preachy sort of posts um because i'm well aware and completely agree that they're utterly cringe <laughs> but uh i you know i i just i was like I, there was a sort of energy around me they, we went down to the uh to the to the florida alabama coast um for the weekend mickey d- takes part in this um songwriters festival every year so um they they it always usually comes over my birthday um and they they always provide us with a nice condo on the beach and stuff like that so it's kind of like a nice relaxed sort of way to spend my birthday because i don't want to party i don't like you know i don't really like celebrating my birthday yeah 
So it's kind of a nice excuse. Like, hey, we can go to the beach. It's November. You know, it's too cold. It's cold in Tennessee now. It's still nice and, you know, down there. And um, But I was just, you know, sitting there and uh, <clears throat> Mickey was across the way, like doing one of her sets. Um, and I had taken my son to the park. We'd had a nice day. We'd been to the beach and uh, I was sitting there smoking a cigar and just kind of enjoying the sunshine. And I thought, you know, like, here's where I'm at with everything. I, and I, I wrote about um, being like, they, they say that depression is living in the past mm -hmm. and anxiety is living in the future. And the hardest thing to do is to be present. And I totally understand that. It's, it, I agree. It's, it is hard to be present. And I was, and I said, you know, today I'm just being totally present. Yeah. Like just not worrying about anything else. And yes, the future is uncertain now, but you, it's up to you how you deal with it. It's you, you've got two choices, either be fearful of it or be excited about it. And I'm excited about it. Yeah. I mean, it's wide open and it really is interesting because regardless of what happens 20 years from now, you'd be all right. Right. Yeah. Like it's like, it's like, you'll be fine. Right eventually but i mean honestly you know two months from now who knows like, amazing uh, things could be happening well it's kind of you to say and i've certain excuse me i've certainly seen a lot of sentiment to that effect but i've been around long enough to know that you know it, <laughs> <laughs> sentiment is, and four dollars get you a cup of coffee no, nothing nothing <laughs> is real until it's real you know and, and, and look that's not even the truth is uh let, well, let, let's just let's let's just let's talk about the elephant in the room right? yeah i, I yeah, of course. told the world inadvertently that i had given my notice to the nwa okay so all right first of all was it inadvertently because you go <laughs> yes. like and i do know because i follow you on instagram and i got the little notification Brutal. that it said you okay. can sign up to be a subscriber right. i was like i'm not signing up so to be a subscriber i saw that too i said you know, okay that's a good idea and i thought well um I was I did I was planning to to let my fans know that I had given my notice, mm -hmm. you know, um, but not in a not in a nefarious way, you know, and certainly not in a in a sort of negative way. I was just going to let people know, hey, I've decided to move on, like I've given my notice, so that my final, you know, shows with the NWA would that people would know that, sure, right, that, that this is it, right, um. But I thought, hey, this is a good opportunity to give something exclusive to my subscribers. Sure. <laughs> and then a couple of days from now, I'll I'll then, you know, I'll then let everyone else know. And then mm. and then th those people will go, hey, this was worth it. And it will hopefully, you know, because, you know, the whole thing about paywall content, you need it's got to be stuff that people feel, you know, was worth the money. Yeah. Uh, it was my first time. I thought I had done everything right. I clicked the little button that said subscribers only but mm -hmm. i guess maybe because it's a real i don't know I've, i i know i still I don't no know and because i so this is this is exactly how it happened like i said i was i was i was on the terrace on the condo i just i decide screw it let's do that you know like just let you know just very candid sort of you know honest I've, that's how i've built my fan base is you know authenticity yeah mm -hmm. um and then when that was done we had dinner reservations and so I and and I was like, oh, we got enough time to just go get like a little thirty minute cardio in at the at the fitness center. So I go I go do thirty minutes of cardio, and by the time I come back, I see people going like, man, that was really that was really great what you said. And I'm I'm going, wait a minute, 
I don't think he's a subscriber. You know, like I don't have that's my friend. I you know? got a lot of subscribers. I don't think my friends are paying to see my. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh, <laughs> damn it! And I deleted it. I probably shouldn't have even bothered. I should have just left it. But whatever. Yeah, and I then, got it texted to me, and by the time it was texted to me, it was deleted. Yeah. So, um, but look, I, I, I gave my notice. I said I gave my notice, and I sort of alluded to why. Um, it certainly wasn't intended to be this sort of, you know, burial of of the NWA or anything like that. Yeah. Why would I do that? I would, I would be burying um, myself. That, yeah, that's like, what, that's the question the, a lot of the people. The thing that I've you know the 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 thing that I've been like most heavily associated with for the last five years. Like, and then I would turn around and go, "Nah, it sucks." Like, no, I didn't know. I just, it's it's so. Well, okay, so let me let me go back a little bit. Well, yeah. Because I mean, we've done interviews before. Yeah. And when we did those interviews, you it was from the beginning when you were doing the ten pounds of gold uh sort of series, digital series, we'll say. And I, like most wrestling fans, thought those were great. And it was like it 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 certainly built this NWA brand. Right. Which as rich as the history was and is, was not an active brand and it was like oh there's a story and i've yeah. i mean as i've said it in every medium i can possibly say it that's what attracts me to pro wrestling is right. stories yeah and it's like oh look at look at there's a story being told that i can connect with it's being shot well it's being told well yeah. and it's being presented in a serious manner yeah. and you coming up and doing interviews having the title with you wearing suits looking like a superstar it was all part of a, a bigger package you started going and doing all kinds of shows and everything, represented it uh, uh, all in, which yep. we'll talk about. But after all that, I think that's why it was so first alarming that you were leaving the NWA. You were yeah. the I guess superstar it associated. It shouldn't really be alarming. It probably wouldn't be alarming for people who had been following the, the product for the last year. Mm. Like I'm sure that to them, they... I'm sure for them that couldn't have come as much of a surprise, you know? Um, but I understand what you're saying and appreciate it. Like, uh, I, I try to avoid saying anything like this because it, there's no way to say it without sounding, you know, like you're sort of self-promoting and, you know, being egotistical, but yes, I was, I was the sort of perennial face of the, of the brand, yes. you know? Um, I heard an interview. It was the the interview that that, that uh, Triple H did with Ariel Hawani, and Ariel asked him about NXT, you know, and, and how it had changed. And I, you know, and and it to me, it, <clears throat> his answer is sort of mirrors how I feel in a lot of ways about the NWA. Like, uh, it it moved away from what I had, you know, wanted it to be, right? Mm. And I. Again, much in the same way, I suppose. Not now, obviously, because he's he's running the place now. But like at that time, he kind of had this. It seemed to me he had this mentality of, well, hey, Triple H, you mean? Yes, yeah. It's, it's not my. There's nothing I can do about it, you know. Right. Um, <clears throat> and that's sort of where I got to it, you know. With with the NWA, I sort of went this. What what it's become now is not <clears throat> what I envisioned it to be, and certainly isn't what I was laying the groundwork for it to be didn't have the didn't have the, the the core values that i had tried to sort of maintain yeah right like 
And again, this was not a knock. It was just me going, this isn't for me anymore. Right. Right. I, I wanted to do an alternative wrestling brand that represented all those things about the NWA that people missed in, in the current product, whether it be from sort of overproduction or from, you know, a different mentality or a different style, like let's give them all those things because I felt like there was a good portion of the audience, particularly in the South who missed wrestling. Yeah. 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 That was it. Like I wanted it to be burgers and fries, red, white, and blue wrestling. Yeah. Because I love that stuff, but I wasn't, it wasn't because it was like, I hate high spots, you know, and I hate these other type of, I hate sports entertainment. No, it wasn't that. It was more like looking at it from a business point of view. Hey, there's a gap in the market, I think for this type of product. And when I had the influence to sort of, to make that happen, like you said, we, we, we steered everything toward that vision and, it, and it, and it worked. So at what point, what, at what point did it change? Like at what <clears throat> point were you like, cause obviously you were there for a while. You said yep. the last year. So was the last year, year and sort change, of, year yeah. and change. Like, okay, well, well I'll, I'll take the, I'll work here. I'll be an, I'll, I'll be a, a <clears throat> yeah. wrestler here. I'll take the, the last, paycheck, but it's not my right thing. Right. Summer. So 73, the first St. Louis mm. show was for me was kind of like once that was, once that was, uh, once that business was transacted, it was never the same. Well, um, and when, and, I, and here's the thing, the first thing that anyone's going to say to that. And the first thing I'm sure Billy would say, oh, well, cause he wasn't champion anymore. Right? Is that the show? That's the show you lost the title. Yes. Right. But the reality is, is that prior to that, I had always been the sort of steered the ship because of the, because the world title angle was obviously like in any promotion, the world title angle should be the one that really anchors the promotion. Mm -hmm. And I had worked very hard for the last like three years to, well, even before that, because even when Cody and I kind of traded the belt back and forth, mm -hmm. it, you know, I was still in the thick of it and I'd worked very hard to make sure that every time I was involved in a, a world title angle, you know, that it was meaningful. It meant something. Um, and because of that, it, it, that helped, I felt sort of, that was always the, the driving force that was always sort of pulling the wagon. Yeah. Um, and then obviously when I wasn't in that picture anymore, voluntarily, I would like to add, like I, I was the one who said, yeah, I think it might, it's, it might be time to, might be time for a switch here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It might be like, here's, we've got a, here's an opportunity. Here's all these different things that are, that are presenting themselves. St. Louis, Trevor, Harley race, you know, wrestling at the chase, you know, all of these opportunities presented themselves. And I went, there's a moment there. Like there's a piece of business to be done there. It was kind of my baby, you know, and I, and I don't, I hate getting into these pissing contests of this was my idea and who's, you know, but that whole angle was kind of my baby. Like I kind of soup to nuts, that whole thing. So it was, and I also knew enough to know that it's very important. It's not just about what, you know, losing the title. It's what you do after. Mm -hmm. So I had a whole thing in place. Here's what I can do next. You know, I go into this program with Tom. Tom can turn on me because I've, I'm not his meal ticket anymore. I haven't lost a belt. You know, I lost a belt. Now I'm no use to him. You know, I'll turn babyface because I knew that was coming too. You know what I mean? I knew, yeah, sure. I could tell that there was a, there was just at that point there was so much goodwill and sentiment around. Kind of people knew what I had done. You know, they knew, they sort of knew like it, it was getting hard for them to continue to 
hate me if they because they kind of know he's kind of you know this QB'd has been this his whole baby thing. yeah like, this he QB'd is, yeah. this whole thing yeah and i was getting a lot of that so i went you know i think the time is right to i'll be a sympathetic character but i, I lost in the middle of the ring you know right. and i gave him his and i and i sort of you know passed the torch uh did business Mm-hmm. Right. First thing that I came back, first thing that like all the old timers, Ricky Morton, Austin Idol, you know, these guys, Ric Flair, like first thing I said, they shook my hands. Like, Thank you for doing business. You know what I mean? Because that's the way. Right. Like I believe in that in in the way. Right. It's all like there are fundamental like rules and principles of, of our industry, you know, and I stuck to them. I always stick to them, you know, and I think that you look at the if you look at the guys who sort of who who, you know, go out of their way to kind of endorse me it's like you know brett hart harley you know austin idol ricky morton you know rick dory funk like because they know that i kind of i respect the business i love the business and i and i try to do it the right way um but then so when you lose the title is it just because you no longer have your hands in the title picture or is did your idea never happen the way it was supposed to happen basically all of it yeah pretty much yeah it was just you know it it you know, like in the you know you know in the cop shows, when you have the the NYPD detectives and they're working a case, and then the FBI come in and go, "We'll take it from here." <laughs> yeah, of course. It's kind of like that. The hostage negotiator. Yeah, yeah, we'll take the, it from here. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it's my case. You know, like, yeah. and it's like that's sort of what it was like, and I. That's pretty much what I got told, like in no uncertain terms. Like, I'm I'm doing it. It's you know, let me do it. I'm, okay, and. Uh, <clears throat> It just, you know, you don't need me to to say what I've, it doesn't, it's irrelevant what I think about it, right? It's irrelevant whether I liked it or not, but the audience didn't like it. Right. You know? And so fast forward, we get to like the, the, the new year and they can't sell tickets. They're not, they can't sell any tickets. And so it comes back to me, like, what should we do? Like, you're the only person I trust. And I get put in this really awkward position because I'm like, well, now you're forcing me to sort of advocate for myself, which I knew was going to, could be twisted and manipulated against me at any point. Right. Like, yeah, it's hard to do that without out of context coming across like an egomaniac without saying it should be me. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, well, you know what you should do, brother. (laughs) Put the old Strapsky back on me. Like, which I never said, by the way, Uh I just, I I was presented with the question, what's different now? Why is it not working now compared to how it was? And I sort of went, again, you're forcing me to, you're forcing me to give you an answer that that paints me in this awful light. But I'm going, the difference is like, you had a world title angle that people were interested in, and and now you don't. I I, you know what I mean? And I I don't what I don't know how else to tell you that. Uh, And then you know that's what led to the. Cardona and then me and Cardona and we got that going yeah you know? and, and and again we sort of we got we got it going and we decided to hey let's stretch this out let's you know let's get this going Matt got hurt and then again it all and that and that that was kind of me when it when it all kind of fell apart again and then somewhere in there mm-hmm. I get the I I, I get the the this the screw where you know suddenly it's turned into well you were advocating to get the belt back and i kind of went oh whoa, whoa, hold on like right. this is exact and i this you know i made a point to say to when when we had the initial conversations to include pat and make sure that it was never a one-on-one so that that couldn't happen 
And I kind of went, this is exactly what I was afraid of. So you know what? Like, I'm bowing out. You you do you do what you want. So when you say that you got that, okay, because uh, I heard Billy on Busted Open recently referenced the interview that he had done previously where he talked about you politicking right but acknowledged now that that was an angle that right. that, that billy was working Allegedly. when he said that right okay <laughs> so so when you when you say that it came back at you like oh he was advocating for himself to be champion do you mean it came back at you in the sense that it was part of a kind of elaborate worked shoot that billy was doing or behind the scenes no this was something that he said to mickey mm. Him, he and Mickey had a private conversation that he didn't realize that I was privy to. Well, like, she's your she wife. Was, yeah, she's right. Your wife, I know. Yeah. And he goes, well, your husband is, you know, pressuring me to put the belt back on him. And, mm, you know, and, and for me, that was that that day I went, this this isn't going to work. And when you was know? when was that? Uh, sometime like sometime in the in the late spring, early summer. OK. And I and that for me was the sort of moment where I went this uh, this relationship is not gonna continue it's gonna have to end and I, but i had a you know i signed a one-year contract so you saw you did resign in did, january yeah i signed a one-year i signed yeah I signed a one-year contract and what because you had already kind of figured out okay this wasn't what i yeah wanted it to be initially yeah so what motivated you to be like well yeah you can get me for another year <laughs> then so they, they uh, truthfully they made me a a, a nice offer mm-hmm. uh with with very favorable terms, um, one of which being that if when it when the when it was time for the deal to come to an end, well, after the one year, if I wanted to exit the deal, which would continue on a month to month basis, if not, I would give I had to give sixty days notice. If they wanted to end the agreement, they would have to give me ninety days notice. You know, hey. so it's just you know an advantage for me. Yeah, but I they put that in, not me, and I was like, great, that's nice. I appreciate that. You know, it was very amicable. Like it was, as far as deals go in pro wrestling, mm-hmm. like obviously money wise, it's not anything compared to like WWE or AEW. But in terms of uh, structure, it's one of the fairest agreements that I'd probably the fairest agreement that I'd ever signed in wrestling. You know, one year, like it had bonuses factored in for for like produce for the production stuff because as you know i I started doing uh 10 pounds of gold and i was took on that load after lagana left Mm -hmm. so i was and i'd been doing all that the year prior for no extra money are you actually like on your computer editing yeah wow yeah i I made the 10 pounds of gold pieces for me and cardona and you know a few other packages and stuff yeah um but again when when that came up i just kind of said hey look (laughs) I'm wearing a lot of hats here uh, and I'm not getting any extra for it. And all, all that I'm really doing is just running the risk of putting heat on myself. You know, when mm. you start wearing those hats, suddenly mm. you get, so suddenly you, it's like your office and you, you know what I mean? And you're like, I got put into a position once, like for example, uh, when, when Billy's relationship with Thunder Rosa kind of went sour, mm-hmm. he asked me to, call her and you know intervene and stuff like that and i kind of went dude this is not my job this is you know you have to understand like the position you're putting me in and it was very uncomfortable you know and it was like little things like that just you know when i started to show the cracks where i was like you have to know what position that puts me in but 
as long but you but you're basically putting me in it because you'd it rather you'd rather it be me than you right now, did, did you, know, you end up having to, did you take on that position or did you, was that the one you said, I can't? I, I called her to tell her that he'd asked me to call her. Gotcha. <laughs> you gotcha. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then said, but pretty much said, that's, you know, that's one and done for me. Like, mm-hmm. you guys can figure out or you can't. It's not up to me and I don't want any part of it. And I don't want you to feel like I'm influencing things any, you know, in any way. Like, you know what I mean? But it was, again, one of those things where I went, wow, he was just like expected me to do that and was like just wanted me to like jump on that grenade you know yeah i was just kind of like that's not for me that's not for me to do things in the beginning were good between oh, you yeah and yeah 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 you you and billy like when you're doing 10 pounds of gold and the brain was going yeah, you yeah. and billy were great together right? yeah okay. man, yeah no it was all good i mean look this the, the sad truth is and i don't want to spend the whole time talking about this sure the, the basically the, the things got got harder when he became more hands-on Mm. because at first he was quite hands-off quite remote and was you know just sort of lending ideas and and sort of notes here and there gotcha right gotcha and suddenly it turned into something else and try to be as nice as i can about this mm-hmm. he's not very good at it you know and i can't i wish i wish it i wish it wasn't the case but Again, it's not really for me to say. It's for the audience to say. And my decision to leave has come from the fact that the audience have told us. You know, the audience have left in droves. And, uh, you know, it's it's just not it's just not a good decision to be there anymore. It's not it's, it's not a viable option, you know. So you decide to leave. You decide, like, around spring, you're like, okay, I'm kind of done. <clears throat> so is the reason that you don't give notice until November because that's the length of the contract yes, that was that was the earliest time that i would have been able to do that gotcha gotcha okay so it's not like you're going and saying i'm done i want my release it's saying no no, no. but i'm, yeah, I'm gonna stick to this contract release, that it's I not signed. a release situation yeah no, it's it, it's it was a, it was a situation where like okay it we, we agreed for one year mm-hmm. uh but whenever i wish to end the agreement i had to give 60 days notice the earliest possible time that i contractually could do that was november the 2nd so right. that's the day I did it, you know, right. and, and it was all, I was just trying to be professional about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I just typed up a, a letter and sent it and copied my agent on it. And, you know, as far as I was concerned, like that was, that was that when I decided to let, you know, my fans know it was not in a, in a pipe bomb, you know, sort of situation. It was just, Hey, I just, you know, here, here's what's coming up next. Like, I don't know where I'm going to be next, but, I'm excited for the future. It seemed like Billy took offense, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he used the, he was talking about scorched earth, and that's, yeah, yeah. Like, that's how he, I, he yeah, took I, it. I heard that. I would imagine that he's talking about the fact that you said it was embarrassing, right. that you were embarrassed. Right. I don't want to misquote you, yeah, but yeah, you, yeah. you said the product was embarrassing to you. Right. Which... Look, I can't, let's, I can't get around it. Um, it's not... You know, I'm not saying all of it, but there were there was enough of it that... that for me was didn't pass the harley race test mm-hmm. yeah and, and i know that I know people will hear that and be like harley right like what the hell but what you have to understand harley race wanted nothing to do with the nwa you know because of what it had been prior you know because of it, it had it had some pretty dark days mm-hmm. uh and then he agreed 
to not only to be you know back associated with it asked me to come to to missouri to defend the title agreed to appear on camera talking to me about being nwa champion and that ended up being the last interview he ever gave on camera before he passed away that means a lot to me um and it was because of how we had presented pro wrestling consistently for three years at that point or whatever it was we had consistently presented pro wrestling in a in a serious and dignified way you know and i know people will hear dignified and pro wrestling in the same <laughs> yeah right oxymoron, <laughs> but you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely and i just found myself and again this is not this isn't me trying to do scorched earth i'm yeah. just saying how this is what factored into my decision to give my notice i started looking at stuff like gags the gimp you know a social distancing match where the two wrestlers can't touch each other. Uh, And, you know, on and on it went with different wacky, silly comedy, you know, nonsensical stuff. And I said, how would I have justified this to Harley race? Like if Harley race had been here today and he, you know, imagine if I'd have been stood there with Harley race, you know, and, and what would Harley race say watching this or Dory funk? or Ric Flair, you know? Uh, and I thought I would, if I had, if I was stood here with the, with, with those guys right now, I'd be kind of embarrassed. You know what I mean? Because they would look at me and go, this is your, this is your thing. You know, right. you did it. And, and I'd have to go, no. And I didn't want to be in a position where I'm like, Oh, that's not me. <laughs> you know? Right. Because if I'm in, I'm in Sam. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, this, when we first talked, I was doing the 10 pounds of gold series. Mm-hmm. I got paid zero for those. So mm-hmm. I got, got paid no money for that. Right. And I know that he spent a lot of time talking about like, I gave him this money. I paid, we exchanged money, you know, for services. You wrestled for, him. I, I gave you pro wrestling services in exchange for money. You right, didn't right, give right. me money. Right. You know, right. But also for the first year that we were doing business together, my money came from third party independent promoters didn't come from you at all it came from you know it's and so we i made all that content you know i wasn't getting paid for that i was benefiting from it that's why I was, again so i'm not i'm not uh upset about it but i just think it, it i think it provides a bit of context like i was very invested in building this thing well yeah i mean that's the other thing i was just going to say when you're talking about uh you know the funks and harley race and stuff there's also the element of your sweat equity that you put 100%. in the thing that now is like, you know, yeah. you feel like gone in reverse. That yeah, this I is felt not. Betray- I felt betrayed. Sure, sure, and that you're emotional about this I thing am. that you created. Do you so? Okay, so uh, you- oh, well, let me put it this way: I was, I right. was emotional about it, right? Until I reached a, a moment somewhere in the last year where I went, you know what? It's not my show. It's not mine. But that's a bummer. And I went, that's a bummer. A, and then that's when I went. You know, we this is a business relationship, so I'm going to do business. And when the time comes, I will give my notice and I will no longer do business, mm-hmm. you know. But had I don't know. Right. Had things gotten hostile a little bit between you and Billy? Um, we'd had some disagreements, but we'd always had disagreements. And I, again, I was always under the impression that that was a healthy discourse. Sure. You know, like I don't I don't want to keep harping on this point, but it's something else I heard. Triple H mentioned in that in his interview was like, which I thought was really refreshing was he goes like, you know, 
I don't have to agree with everyone. I'm paraphrasing, but I don't have to agree with everybody, you know, and I don't want everyone to agree with me, right? Like sometimes some conflict being polarizing and having some, it can be good because you want that like healthy exchange of ideas, but it requires the, the fundamental thing is respect. Mm -hmm. You know, it requires a respect from the owner or, you know, executive to the talent and vice versa. And up until a point, I felt like we had that dynamic, right? Where it was kind of like, hey, this is your baby. You're the one who's putting the money into it. You've got to be happy with what's going out. But it's my, it's my living. Let's be honest here. It's not his living. It's a, it's a hobby mm -hmm. for him. You know, and I'll refrain from saying vanity project. It's a, but it's a, it's not his sole source of revenue. It's right. not his income. Right. Yeah. It's a, it, it, for him, it's a side hustle at best. It's not for me. For me, it's my, you know, being a, a I'm in the professional wrestling business first. Right. Yes, I have other businesses too, but the professional wrestling business is my, you know, that's my bread and butter. That's my baby and my wife's. So, when I'm getting to a point where I'm being like kind of dismissed and disregarded, right? Like just because I didn't like every single one of the, you know, the, the, these wacky things that you did, I kind of went, what is this really about business, you know, or is this about you, you know? And more and more over the course of the last year, I kind of went, this is a show for one person. I see, you know, and again, and that's, and that's it, dude. Like, really, like, it's, it's a show for one person and that's fine if that's what he wants it to be. Just, I'm not going to be part of it. <laughs> right. Cause you're another person. Yeah. Um, okay. So for some clarity, first of all, the one thing that I think some people are still wondering about and probably even more so now, because we know the last time there was tension between you and the NWA and Billy Corgan, it was an angle. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. a worked shoot or whatever <clears throat> i think he worked i mean look you're, you're beating around the bush yeah but let's call a spade a spade he worked himself into a shoot again like i'm trying to be nice here and not you know yeah say what what's very obvious and you know for, for anyone who's paying attention but his lack of experience and his naivety you can i i forget who it was i talked to about this but what that first time when it was you know ostensibly an angle when some when people reached out to me i said yes but right. i'm concerned that he's working himself into a shoot right right and and that happens in wrestling right yeah. that maybe there are these underlying feelings that you have that you decide it, to make it, him into an angle it does when you're inexperienced right <laughs> you know right I it see. does when you're it, it does when you're when, when you've been when you've you've let this get too personal right and like i said that's that's where i got to where it's like i've i've made mistakes in the past and and uh you know had failed relationships in the past with with people because i let it get personal which when i shouldn't have mm -hmm. right that's experience yeah it's that's maturity. how you get a if that's maturity yeah, right yeah, that's yeah. Your th yes that's skin thickening mm -hmm. you know and i've been in this business since i was 17 years old i'm pretty thick skin at this point right like people have said the worst shit about me you can think of uh -huh. at some point or other uh -huh. and i'm you know double target because i married into the business too right so right. it's like 
you get it from all you get it from all sides yeah yeah like i've uh, i'm pretty conditioned at this point and i could see it coming that's the you know that's the whole thing about this it's just so silly is it's like number one i hate the fact that it paints me in this light of like complaining or you know having problems backstage with you know because anyone who's anyone who's been involved in the nwa anyone knows that nobody put more sweat equity into that brand than me yeah yeah and and i don't feel like i'm being uh i don't feel like i'm overstating that you know but there comes a time where you just have to go all right it's time to move on it's like the old thing if this had been the territories back in the day move on to another town it would have just you know it would have just been hey let's finish up you know, yeah. let's give my notice and let's finish up. So we're saying, right, this that's happening right now yeah. that we're, this is not a work. <laughs> nope. There's nothing remotely. I hope not. Right. <laughs> as far as you know, your part of this is not a work. Okay. And the other question that's been raised is Billy saying that you are working an angle, that there is some angle that he is not aware of, that whether it's an angle to get out of your contract early, whether you have something else lined up, there's this n- this was I mean this was on busted open he said that you're working an angle and that it's <laughs> did he obvi- really did he really say that he said you were obviously working an angle wow yes. I um <laughs> yes he did I I I'm not sure why I would need to get out of my contract early wow because you got some place to go if you're working an angle well that's that would seem that would seem you know considering how patient I'd been up to this point. Yeah, you don't think I would? I, I think I can. I can hold on another few weeks, but that's not. <laughs> none, none of this is. None of this is real, by the way. Um, <laughs> I I don't know what to say to that. Again, just just speaks to, you know, his level of understanding. Do you reg- so you're not working an angle? For not the that I'm aware of. Right, you're not no. working an angle. Okay. Um, See, the thing is now is that like if. <laughs> If something were to happen where right. I was to suddenly show up somewhere, suddenly it's like, ah, oh, he was working an angle. I knew he was lying to right, me the whole right, time. Right, I knew he walks right. into my studio. He's lying to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But as of as of today, you're not working an angle. Were you surprised that you got suspended <laughs> from the NWA after you had yeah. left? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, for, okay. I've never <laughs> not, I've never, that's pretty much what I said. Okay. <laughs> right. Like, it was uh, like one of the media, one of the wrestling media guys was like can you comment on being suspended i went huh like (laughs) wait i just gave my notice (laughs) like how am i suspended okay it's kind of like to me i just likened it to be like you know when you're when when you're in when you're in like high school or grace was like you you know i broke up with him no he broke up you know i broke up with him sure sure and do you at all regret now yes and it's only been (laughs) everything it's been like three days and you're like what the hell has happened um do you regret publicly saying that you found the product embarrassing in your Instagram video, because I think that that is the sort of, I'm sure that's the part that that's, I'm sure that's the, yeah, I'm right, sure that's, that's the, I'm sure that's the trigger, the, the thing that's triggering him. Um, yeah. Did you do that to trigger him? No, of right. course not. Right, right, right. I, no, I, I, he, the truth is, uh, I wanted, I understood, and again, there's no easy way to say this without coming across like an egomaniac, but I understood that a large portion of the NWA core audience evolved from being my core audience. 
because the NWA at first was just, you know, I was it the was, only product. It was myself and you Tim in a storm. Yeah, in a suit. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I, the success of that sort of approach and the and the effort that I put in, because to your point, it's not easy to wear a suit and like carry yourself in a certain way and present yourself in a certain way when you know you're about to go work in a rec center in front of like a hundred people. Sure. That takes a different level of like courage. Right. To, you know, to, to be like, I'm the, I'm the man. It's like method, <laughs> method acting on like yeah. the level of levels. Like yeah. you don't think there were times where I didn't feel like a complete buffoon, you know, thinking like, this is a hundred, a hundred million miles away from WrestleMania. Right. But but I also understood the whole point of the in, the whole point of the business. And again, this is like an old school thing that was driven into me by guys like Harley and Dory and other people. It starts in here. If you believe it, they believe it. Right. And I built the my whole sort of I, you know my career wasn't doing shit. I had to sort of bootstrap that whole thing we talked about that when i came in that first time yeah like i had a run in tna but by the time i left tna like tna had a stink there you know what i mean so it wasn't like you would think that coming off of a a show that was doing like two million viewers on spike tv on prime time you know that can right you know i've got to get an opportunity somewhere and it was like oh tna you know and i was left like wait, what? You know, like <laughs> I was left holding the bag. Right. And I, and I, and so I had to start from scratch, but I went, you know, if I'm going to do it, if I'm, and if I'm going to commit to this thing, I'm going to commit. It takes commitment. So yeah, when I see guys stroll into, you know, NWA power and, you know, march up to catering and fucking stuff their face and make another make another box to go later and then guys like me and trevor and stuff aren't getting any food because you know yeah like do, do do i start to get a bit of a chip on my shoulder because i go you you guys have no clue what it took to get us to this point yeah yeah i do and by the same token when i know what has resonated with the audience because i'm the one pounding the pavement and i'm the one who are meeting these people you know i'm the one going to stuff things like wrestlecade which we'll be at by the way mickey and i will be at wrestlecade excellent uh, you can pre-order now simple ticks uh but places like that winston-salem you know a historic wrestling town and getting grown men come up to me and shaking my hands with tears in their eyes going like you 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 brought back wrestling that i love like and I used to watch this with my grandpa and it just brings back all these memories of my grandpa and it makes me so happy and uh, he would love this. And, you know, oh my God, I wish he was around to see this today. That means something to me. And so when I saw it get, you know, kind of betrayed, yeah, I I felt betrayed too. And time to go. I appreciate you uh, allowing me to to just question and question and question you on this because I'm sure it's the last thing you want to do is spend all this time Talking, but to me, I mean, it's just such I, a fascinating yeah, story, right? I understand. And, I, like, and I get that people find this kind of thing fascinating, right? Um, there's a lot of drama, there's a lot of intrigue, and it's you specifically. I mean, it's hard to think of a singular wrestler that embodied a brand right. more in the beginning. So the very dramatic exit story, yeah, is and unfortunately, I think maybe that's 
I think that's uh, the irony of this is that that's probably part of the reason why as well, you know, mm. because I'm sure that he feels betrayed on his side too. Because sure, sure. He, he believes in the product he's putting out now. You know, like that's let's 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 accept that. Like, of course, that's he why he believes in the product he's putting out now, mm-hmm. and and I don't. And you know, and so I'm sure for him it's a difficult pill to swallow because in his mind I'm sure he's thinking, I I invested all this time and yeah, know, there's a hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and but it's like yeah, because, because you know, but it, it's that's the business part of it. This this isn't good for my business anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to move on and see if I can do business some other way. Well, when you look at the at the wrestling landscape in 2022 going into 2023, which is I mean, I've been watching wrestling my entire life. It is bonkers <laughs> is the word. I mean, so talk much. about unpredictable, talk about it being a unique How many how many days between us recording this and it going out like 2, 3? That's the th- who like, knows what could have happened like this could, half of this conversation could be totally irrelevant and be and totally lack context within 3 days. Yeah, I have to rush rush to get it up. Yeah. Everything we do now. Because by the time this goes can you believe that so and so stabbed someone in the dressing room? And you know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. How right. did you guys not bring that up? Yeah, right. Why aren't you talking about this? Everyone's talking about it. Where do you have you thought about? I mean, you must have thought about that, right? Because as somebody that that you are the NWA, you're the NWA World's Champion. This is what you do. This is your place in professional wrestling. When you start thinking, and you must have started this process over a year ago. That's not my place anymore. Yeah. Like that was my place. And yeah. that's the way wrestling works, is we're sure. supposed to work, right? You're not yep. it's right. not a forever thing. It's right. this is what works now. Yeah. We're moving on. Hundred percent. Is there a space that you see Nick Aldis it's, it's fitting? I just want it to be on television. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wrestling is very subjective. Yeah. And uh, there are all kinds of wrestlers and there are all kinds of styles. There's a very, there's a certain style that's very popular, you know, and there's usually a style of the time, but ultimately wrestling really thrives when there's a range of characters and a range of styles, styles make fights, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I feel like I've honed my craft, right. Of what I do well enough to be able to do it with anyone anywhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. period you know right like i've put in my ten thousand hours yeah you know, i've been in the business like over 15 years now and i've and i've wrestled all over the world i've wrestled a who's who and i've proven that i can sell tickets to a certain extent i you know because it, like with, without a platform how much can you really do right sure but considering what we started with obviously we don't take all i don't use, i never use all in as a as a as an example because that would be that would be you know dishonest to yes. say eleven thousand people i didn't sell those tickets right the event sold those tickets i we we didn't we cody and i without question i felt did end up being the focal point of that show that was the story it was the, sh- the yeah. match that had a match. story yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so and I'm very grateful to the people that made that happen. And I'm, but I also went, I held up my end of the deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I, yeah, again, like, so, but I will go ahead and say that six weeks later, we sold out 
Nashville Fairgrounds and set a box office record for wrestling there. Mm -hmm. And that covers quite a lot of ground when you consider who's yeah. been there. Yeah. You know, we, we it was six weeks later, we, we turned around for the rematch and sold out, you know, and, and then like the first Ring of Honor show after all the elite guys left, Bucks, Cody, Hangman, you know, all those guys left and SCU, all those guys left. The person they trusted to headline the next show they did at center stage was me defending the title mm -hmm. and it was sold out. Mm -hmm. You know, the first Crockett Cup with me and Marty Skull, a couple thousand people, right? Like the right before the pandemic, we were getting ready to do the turnaround and do the rematch for that in Atlanta at the new WNBA arena. And we were two thirds of the way to selling that place out, you know? So, uh, and wrestling at the chase. Yeah. Facilitated the return of that. Booked the whole angle and and that sold out, you know, and then and then Mickey turns around and, and runs Empower the night before and sells that out. Like, we know what we're doing. Yeah. I don't know any other way to say it, right? Like, <laughs> I figured it out. We know what we're doing, you know, and I just go, God, I wish I had a bit more resources. Right. Can you imagine? I wish Can you that, imagine. I, I wish I had do. the chance to like draw money with someone big, big, a Who? bigger name than me. Who's who's somebody you'd love to draw? Oh try. God, <laughs> take your pick. I mean, there's a lot, and that's kind of the beauty of where you've been the last several years. Is I we watched, haven't seen. I those was in matches. Cardiff. Yeah, I was in Cardiff doing it. We we did a. Uh, it was like a little fan fest thing that was the the day before the big stadium show. Right, and Clash of the Castle. With, yeah. Yes, and I was yeah. there with Brett, and it was Mickey and I. Brett, uh, the Hitman Hurt. Who else? What other Brett is That's there in true. this business, man? That's true. Come on. Um, and you know, I remember, like, just you know, it. It's never gonna. It's never gonna not hurt to be that close and then be like, well, yes, you know, there it goes. Like, and then watching the show and going, man, that looks that looks fun. pretty awesome. Yeah, that looks fun. <laughs> you know? That looks um, fun. And look, I'd be lying if I didn't sit there and go, you don't think that me and Drew McIntyre like with the right with the with the right promotional build in in, in the UK, like England versus Scotland, you know, mm -hmm. people kind of care about that. Yeah, right. Like, you don't think that with the right, you know, you don't think that if the pieces were there, we could we could make that happen. Well, let's talk about let's talk about Cody. Just, that's one example. Of course, of course. I mean, and that's what I was saying. Like, there's so many examples because we haven't seen any of them. I I always people always bring up uh, Gunther, you know, oh. and he was and he was very cool. Like when we when when we started NWA Power, like I remember him going out of his way to publicly go, "Wow, NWA Power is a great show." And then when I met him, like somewhere at one of the you know a WWE show somewhere, like you know he was like, "I love NWA Power, oh my God," you know, and there was just like part of me going like. So you, you see, imagine. you see a match like Gunther versus Sheamus at that show, whereas how could you not? Whereas, mo because I mean, that's what I find. One of the things I find so fascinating is that most of us go like, "Oh my God, the torture that those men went through, the damage that they put themselves through." I mean, that was a knockdown, drag out fight. You look at that, it was worth you, it. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, they did. They it was Shakespeare. They didn't. They didn't hurt each other. You know, like they like that was a, that was that was the uh, that was a perfect example of the art, right? Like it's not about hurting each other. They went home. 
but they right right they, they they didn't take liberties with each other they didn't they didn't get dangerous they went they they didn't they left with a bunch of wealth yeah they didn't right they did but they didn't they didn't put they didn't put their careers at risk right like not not no more than anyone does on any given night that we go out and perform sure sure let me state that but they tore it up and they did it in a way that was like that would have been an nwa title match anywhere in the world you know that could have been a when i watched it i went that could have been a that Whew. you know back in the day Whew. that's you know i felt i the same thing when uh edge and randy orton had their match during the pandemic they had the, the, the greatest the, wrestling match you know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i loved it the greatest wrestling match ever i i, I text uh, Ed, adam about that and he was you know he he totally gushed about it as far as like uh, that was that was what i was going for like yeah. you know that sort of nwa style kind of love letter to pro wrestling yeah. exactly yeah yeah I love that's it. how i felt about my match with cody they were a, a love letter to the, the you know uh, jack briscoe and dory funk or you know harley race and rick flair you know and, and flair and dusty you know brett and sean yeah like the 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 pinnacle of this art form being executed to the highest level which is great too because all those guys that you just mentioned cody edge sheamus drew like they all eat sleep breathe this stuff like yeah. that like wrestling is everything to all of those people that you just mentioned with cody right you you get to see him at a very interesting point because you worked that show with him and that was obviously the show that that turned in it was the proof of concept right. for AEW. Right. Two parter here. I'm 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 sure you couldn't have been surprised to go like, oh yeah, this is gonna work. Like AEW right. launching with Cody there and everything, this is gonna work. Were you surprised a couple of years in when Cody ends up much like honestly, much like you're doing with the NWA, right? <laughs> Leaving yeah. that thing that he was such a part of creating. And realizing it's my time to bow out. Yeah. I'm going to head over to WWE. Yes and no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you get it more now? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to speak to that to suggest that there was some. Not that of... you have any idea. No, no, no. no, no, no. That's I, not what I'm I really don't. Either. Yeah. I don't want to. I more, I more meant the similarity between where you guys started. Yeah. I have no idea where yeah, yeah, yeah. his thing ended. You know, who knows? The way I looked at it was I feel like Cody looked at it the sort of the same way that I'm looking at my situation now on a bigger scale, much more money. <laughs> um, but he went, you know, he remembered his training from his father. He remembered his, he went, time to move on, time to, time to, you know, pack up and move on to another territory. Yeah. That's the way I, you know, I think that you could, because there's never one thing, right? Like with, like with this situation, it's not, it's never one thing. It's 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 a whole host of things that eventually create a situation where you go. I think it's just time to move on. Your ten thousand hours tells you. Yeah. Like you can read the tea leaves now. Right. And go. Yep. Your gut and your instinct for the business, which is scary. Particularly when, particularly when, and again, this uh, you know, I I'm, I'm only I'm only speaking to my experience. I'm not speaking to 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 Cody's relationship with Tony Khan, but if your instinct is much more much stronger than the other person's right like if you kind of know from being around it long enough you kind of know okay i can see where this is heading like because yeah. it's not necessarily about not always just about business sometimes it's about emerging dynamics between people you know and 
like that's certainly a factor in in my situation like new personalities have been introduced into the equation and they change the you know they change the chemistry right yeah like people you know people get in his ear and they say this and that and next thing you know he's communicating less and you're communicating less and now you're mistrusting this person and that person over there is sticking their nose in or you think that they are and mm. so now you start behaving differently around them and he feels like you're being you know different with him and suddenly and 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 it all comes down to pride and a lack of communication it's always the same stuff it's yeah. always pride and lack of communication yeah right yeah and, ev and eventually somebody has to go all right time to go i'm out yeah i'm out and i i guess i i, I think i I've, I've thought that what cody pulled off was one of the most impressive incredible feats incredible <laughs> you know coming back as business. the american nightmare when that i mean dude when that all in was a proof of concept for aw but cody in aw was a proof of concept for cody in wwe yeah that's my theory I think that's 100% right. I mean, I can't tell you, like... I think he always had one eye on being back there and going, but going, okay, if you need me to go and show you what this is, I'll go fucking show you. I'm going to help start a national promotion so Which, you can see that I can headline again, a national promotion. not that I'm comparing the same, but the same kind of thing. Like, I, you know, nobody has, nobody has presented to me on a piece of paper, like, who I am now. Like, the, the, the look... The, you know the, the the ring attire the the entrance music the the style of the entrance the whole thing with me the whole package it's it's i've crafted it over you know over the last couple of years same way that he did and and you know in many ways it's the same thing it's like was i fully invested in the nwa you know trying to build the nwa into being a a, a nationwide you know a national promotion like of course i was i wouldn't have put the the amount of time in that i did if i wasn't but at the same time I was also using it as a platform to to uh, present my product to the marketplace. Sure. The shop window. Sure. We were talking about uh, worked shoots and the dangers of worked shoots mm. and all of that earlier. Um, Terrible idea. And also, well, generally speaking, but every now and then they get pulled off. Uh, okay. What do you think of... Do they, though? Well, I would look well, here's, at... Here's my question. Okay. I'm sorry, and I don't want to cut you off. No, please. Here's my... The worked shoot just in and of itself is an oxymoron mm -hmm. because it's all supposed to be a shoot. So you're saying that a worked shoot everything points is out supposed the work. to everything is yes right everything is supposed to convince people to suspend their disbelief. Yeah, right. It's all angles should be realistic. Well, I guess I guess it's taking into account. The people, hardcore wrestling yes, fan, people right? Understand who, that people understand, or at least you know, for the most part, think they understand the inner workings of the business and how the business works. But again, my but my question to that is: does does it work for that angle? But does it work for the whole business? Does it work for the whole show? Because when question. when because let's say, oh, that's every that's all anyone's talking about. Okay, that might be a problem there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of angles on this show. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and that better be leading to something that's money. Otherwise, it's what's the point of it? Which is usually my that's usually my hang up with the whole with the whole concept. What's it, it leading to? Right. Is the payoff big enough and worth it for the potential damage? Somebody who 
I think one could argue has perfected that art, which is a rare thing, is MJF. Yes. What do you think of MJF? He's a, a fantastic talent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? Right. Uh, anyone who knows, you know, I feel like anyone who knows what they're talking about knows. Right. Like, like Yeah, the level of, of sort of jealousy I, and bitterness to to deny that yeah, right. off the chart right right, right. Man, i don't see it no, <laughs> yeah, you do. yeah. Um, i do think i do think that uh you do have to be careful with characters like that because it does become it can become problematic to mm -hmm. not problematic that's not the right word it can become difficult to place them in a way that that's uh beneficial for everyone sure like it's it's nwo syndrome a sure. little bit like sure. the nwo was red hot and did a lot and was very important to the wcw but at the same time you're kind of like you're on this very fast downhill slope like skiing you know and suddenly it's like this is great i'm going so fast and this is incredible and the adrenaline's off the charts what happens if i want to stop you know like how do i how do i change direction like how do i you know how do i get anyone else in this it's not impossible but it is difficult right you know it's di it's difficult to do well yes yeah. you can't sacrifice uh you know baby faces you can't sacrifice your protagonists right to keep feeding this beast without running the, the potential of har harming them because now they go well wait he's he's gets to say and do do whatever he wants and you know totally eviscerate me you know and i but i'm limited in what i can say in return you know right uh, yeah it's it's one of those things the, it's it's almost like the wardlow situation right where the it's dynamic like, in wrestling is supposed to be like i loved what arn anderson said about like um uh, baby faces sell merch heel sell tickets right yes so like we were talking in the car about a baby face territory and a heel territory right and how when i would when when i was sort of lending my input in the nwa he was unaware of what that meant and i kind of had to explain so a babyface territory would be you know the wwf in the in the in the heyday or wwwf with bruno mm -hmm. he was the draw everybody loved him he sold out the garden you know however many times so now your objective is okay i have to just i have to maintain that right because he's the draw so people are paying to see bruno and they love him okay so we got to get, we got to bring in some heels. You got to heat them up. You got to have them beat credible guys on their way to Bruno and promise, I'm going to beat Bruno and you know get in Bruno's face and say, you, you, I'm going, I'm going to be the one to end this Bruno streak. I'm going to be the one to you know dethrone him, blah blah blah, and build it up to. And then people, I want to see Bruno get rid of this guy, and he would. Right. A heel territory is if the if the, if the draw being like jim crockett promotions mm -hmm. flair is the draw flair is the guy who sells the most tickets he's a bad guy he's an antagonist so now people are kind of going i oh, i hate this guy he thinks he's so good he thinks he's better than me but it's entertaining to watch that's the perfect right because they because what flair did was he let people beat the shit out of him right yeah Ricky Steamboat tears off all his clothes or Ricky Morton tears off all his clothes you know and and beats his ass all over the studio you know, and humiliates Rick and embarrass him because that's what people are paying to see. Yeah. I want to see someone knock this guy down a peg or two. Where it becomes, where it can get difficult is if people are like, I want to see Ric Flair win. 
right? Right. Because now, now the because now the protagonist, now you're basically going, hey, we need you to go ahead and be a sacrificial lamb here. It's almost what I feel like has happened with the uh, Jake Paul boxing thing, where I feel like you run the risk of diminished returns when you realize he's going to win, right? Because you're paying to see him lose. Right. You're paying to go like, there's no way he can beat that MMA fighter. There's no way he can beat that athlete. And then once this sort of collective realization is, oh, he's actually pretty good at boxing. Yeah. He's probably going to win. Right. That's not really what I'm here to see. Yeah. And look, it's obviously worked. So far, it's been amazing. It's worked incredibly well. Right. And and by the way, and I'm sure, and this is okay. And I'd say the only difference to that is that in that situation number one is you know it, it, well really the fundamental issue that makes it different is that it's a one individual it's you know what i mean yeah the, the he only has to be interested in the jake paul business right the if but if jake paul was under contract to a one promotion you know who had who also was trying to establish and build value in a whole host of sure well, that would be a different story sure totally you know, 100%. wrestling is different in that. And, you know, that's why a lot of people think they can book, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wrestling booking is not easy because it's, it's. Everybody's like all the spinning plates, yeah. you know, you go, oh, this one's over here is about to fall. Oh, I've got to keep this one going over here. And whoop, 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 whoop. you know, that's basically, you know, wrestling booking in a nutshell. So you're, you're, you're looking in at, first of all, what did you think of the Roman Reigns, Logan Paul match? Did you see it? Have you seen it? Incredible. I mean, you, you can't, you can't. Can't take anything away from it. What, what an incredible! I mean, wild, right? Yeah, it's it's remarkable. Yeah, it's a testament. Not it's a testament to him, and it's a testament to the WWE. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how yeah. how they've been able to uh, uh, train that and coach that. Yeah, in, yeah, and, and execute. Yeah, that's not easy. Um, you you're talking about seeing uh, Walt uh, Gunther and Sheamus, uh, and going like, yeah, I could, I that I could. I could be in there. I would love to. Love you know, to. No, you know, not, love right, to. Right, right, right. Love not, to. Like, I would oh, love I the opportunity. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Right. But what do you think when you see something? I feel like one of the stories of the year has been right under everyone's nose. Sami Zayn just completely redefining how to succeed at the highest levels. Mm-hmm. To the point that the unthinkable happens and Jim Cornette is over here going like, you know what? Sami <laughs> yeah. Zayn is the greatest thing on television. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think of Sami Zayn? He's a, a world-class performer. Yeah. Like, again, there's no, what else is there to say? He's yeah. a world-class performer. Like, wrestling is about taking, accentuating your strengths. I've I've talked to, in a couple of interviews recently about how, um, like I just, um, I just wrestled up in Calgary, mm-hmm. you know, for for uh, dungeon wrestling, which is kind of the new incarnation of Stampede wrestling, yeah, right? Awesome. And for Brett and Brett booked oh. me, and Brett booked me to wrestle the match, and I and I'm wrestling Harry Smith, and then Brett says, "I want you to win the title." I mean, I can't, <laughs> you know, it's the Stu Hart title. It's got like, you know, it's the Stu Hart heritage. I was I was so flattered and you know thrilled by that. And I want to, you know, and now, and now, like I've taken it on as a sort of personal challenge. Like I want to see if I can help get that thing going up there for them mm-hmm. because it's a Victoria Pavilion in Calgary, you know, like, and we had a pretty good house, and like Harry and I had great heat. Like we had them rocking at the end, and it was like, and I came back, and it's like Brett's standing there going, "That was awesome. That was so good," you know. 
and I'm going, I want to build that. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, <clears throat> but um, the, the thing with, with the business is like, you're always looking at it. Well, I mean, for me anyway, I'm always looking at it in that sense of like, where can I take this? You know? Yeah. Can I, what, what did you ask me? I can't remember what we were talking Sammy about. Sammy Zane. Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the, one of the reasons why that went so well, the thing in Calgary was because it was like for the first time in ages, I got to be a full on heel. Right. I got to be, cause I've been kind of a baby face, right. Sure. In, in the NBA. Cause like I said, it just evolved to a point where it was kind of like, people were like, we like you because we know you helped kind of, you know, yeah, there's an appreciation. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And so know. I, and so I end up being sort of, and, and it's not my, and here's the thing. This is what, this is what I was uh, getting to. I know what my strengths are. You know what I mean? I know what my, I know I lend myself best to. I lend myself best to being an antagonist. Mm -hmm. Like to me, I always, I've always tried to be the ultimate antagonist. Like I'm aware of the fact that well, number one, being British in America is always going to, for the most part on television, immediately going to put me in a certain vibe with a lot of the audience, especially casual audience. So oh, who's this British guy? You know, like, like I want someone to slap his face, mm -hmm. right? Of course. Yeah, you got the accent. Okay, cool. Like, how do we make money with that? Right. Instead of, well, I saw myself as this other thing. No, it doesn't matter what you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't, I, I tried not, first, first of all, I tried not to be like that. When you were, you know, when I was a kid, yeah, did I envision myself being the, you know, being the baby face and winning the title? Of course I did. But in the long run, I, you know, even, even early on, you know, around 2000 was when I really started to sort of formulate this idea. Like, I think I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was watching rock and triple H. Yeah. But I was, but there was, cause there was part of me that was like, you know, I jumped out of my seat when rock won the title, but at the same time before I was kind of like, this is kind of cool. Like this triple H is kind of cool, you know, like, yeah, you know, of course. And, I like, and I, but, and then as I, you know, started to get into the business, my instinct was always toward being that guy, not the triple H the yeah, game, being, yeah. the, being the heel, being the, the yeah. yeah. Being the guy manipulating people's emotions and, you know, kind of driving the car and i think a lot of that just you got to have self-awareness you got to know who you are and how people see you because we're not saying judge a book by its cover but people do yeah sure so with sammy Zayn, people see him in a certain way because of how he looks and because of how he talks and how he presents himself people see him in a certain way and he's totally uh embraced it and embellished it to a point where now it's this totally compelling character. Yeah. The same way like Roman has now taken who he is. Yeah. Instead of trying to be like happy guy, you know, yeah. I'm the, you know, he's he's like, fuck all of you, I'm the man. Right. You know what my, my and everyone's like, mm, yeah. I guess you are. <laughs> yeah. There's two things that I love about the Roman Reigns character transformation. Number one is when fans boo him. He, he acknowledges that he's getting booed and he shows his face to be frustrated. Imagine that. Why would you boo me? Right. Why it's, He doesn't have to pretend like, ah, it's no yeah, problem. Right, it's right. okay. The other thing is, and this is, a, a, I think, something that popped up with John Cena too, is that he, he wins every match, right? <laughs> a lot. And yeah. when you win every match and you continue to show up with humility... At some point, the audience goes, 
we see what you're doing. You're winning right. every match. Will you right. please just tell right. me that you're aware right. that you're winning all the right. time? Right. And so when Roman comes back and he goes, there is nobody in this right. industry that's playing on my level. It's like we've been waiting. Yes, thank Who, you for thank you for saying it. What is what is the what is the main quality that that a successful character or angle has in wrestling? It's that, that people live vicariously through it. Sure. And what is the one thing that most people in life don't get to do is give zero fucks. <laughs> You know what I mean? Everybody wants to. Everybody wants to be in a position where they just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right? So, Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm -hmm. The Rock, Shawn Michaels, like, you know what I mean? Different people at different points. You could look at the transition from uh, Babyface Shawn Michaels to, to DX Shawn Michaels. Yep. Same thing. I, I, I've just, I've given up caring what you think. Yeah. And suddenly everyone went, oh, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can go to like literally Survivor Series '96 when the Garden is turning on him and he turns back on them, and, and his, suddenly you go, "Oh, I do like him now." Right? Because he's really reacting. To, right? Like that's that's that's, that's how I'd be. Screw that guy. Right? Yeah. You want to live vicariously through the so there's a, and that's that's not the only uh, relatable you know quality, but it's certainly it's certainly an alpha one, you know. Yeah. And I again, call me crazy. But I think the wrestling business tends to work best when it's built around alpha males. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> have you ever, have you thought about that? Like, I mean, I'm sure you'd be a fool if you were in this industry and haven't said, man, I'd love to tell a story with Roman Reigns right now. You're right. Sign me up. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a dumb question. <laughs> Where do I sign? Yeah. Um, what about this, okay? And this is maybe the last hypothetical I'll throw at you because this is something that popped in my mind last night. You said you wanted to to wrestle on TV. Mm. What if the uh, uh, what if it were presented to you? We'd like you to come to NXT, not join our developmental system, sure, sure, but sure. come to NXT. Love it. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think it'd be the idea of of. I don't. It does. It's not about the. It's not about the platform. Mm -hmm. Well. It is, but it's about the opportunity. I mean, and yeah, because NXT is still <laughs> right, right. an incredible um, yeah, platform. Right, yeah, well, right. right. What I'm saying is it's it's about just having a, a stage. It's just about having a platform to ply my trade. And can you imagine, can you, can you imagine somebody who was that immature kid who thought he knew it all, who had to go through everything that you had to go through and scratch and claw for 15 years to finally acquire the knowledge that you've acquired going back into this land full of 20 somethings that don't want to listen to you. I mean, well, story, but story, but story. The is, they don't need to listen to me. No, they, no, no. They I mean, the, I mean, Sean Michaels, you I mean, know, the, which I is mean, not hard to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, character wise. Oh yeah. That's more what right, I'm like, right. like the, the, the story that we're telling. Of it's course, you're not the, going in there to run the, th I mean, no, well, I mean, I mean your about, character. Well, think about this. How about, how about this one? Try this one on Versailles, see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I've i done a lot with Scott Steiner. You know, Ooh. so the idea that, like, now it sort of, you know, evolves to, you know, his nephew. That's kind of a the next generation. interesting sort of dynamic. Because a, a lot of variables you could play with there, you know, like. I wouldn't mind jumping on a pre-show and hyping up Nick Alves versus <laughs> Braun Breaker. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that either. What is your favorite thing? When you look back at your time in the NWA, 
what's your favorite thing? Your favorite match, your favorite angle. What is the thing that you look back on and you go, that was awesome? Well, it's pretty hard to look beyond the angle with Cody. Yeah. I mean, it's a lightning in a bottle situation. Especially like, especially because you nailed it, right? Right. I feel like that was one of those angles that like... And we had no... There was no, you know, multi multi-million dollar company mm -hmm. marketing team and a creative team and a and a promotional machine sort of, you know, carefully crafting all this. It was two guys using our instincts. Like, well, what about this? Yeah, all right. What about this? All right, this will be money. Yeah, let's build to okay, cool. We know we know what the business is at the end. That's easy. The work is done before the bell rings. Right. And it was done to such a level that we got a red, one of those, you know, unicorn sort of moments in wrestling where we had like the whole place popped and standing before we even touched. Like that's, that's to me is like a unicorn kind of moment. They're like, they can't manufacture that. You can't, you can't plan for it. You can't expect it. You have, you can hope for it. And I think he, we've talked about it. He and I, we both felt like we, I think we might get this. I think this might happen. But neither one of us spoke it, mm -hmm. you know, for fear of, 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 you know, of tempting fate, right? But we both, afterwards, we both kind of went, we both knew that was coming. We kind of knew, we, we had them, right? Yeah. There's no greater feeling in wrestling than when you go, we had them, we got them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the point. That's the business you're in. Yeah. Like, this is the story. This is the story yes. that we're telling. We got them. And everybody is like, right. this is the story we're hearing. This is the story we're responding to. Yeah, yeah. Like the work is done before the bell. Yeah. Yeah. Now, really. now comes now comes That's, the fun part. That yes. Yeah. Exactly. Now yeah. we have like it's so much easier if you can get it done before the bell because now there's less pressure on you to execute. Right. Like now right. all you've got to do now now all you have to do is not fuck it up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to going out cold and now you've got to go from you know from A to B to C to D and grab them along the way and then hopefully by the end of that work you know they're they're into it but if 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 you can start at like g <laughs> you know or n yeah like whatever's in the middle <laughs> if you can start there and they're already halfway home with you it's like all right cool now what we have to do is just guide this sucker into the dock you know yeah yeah and I mean, I feel like I, 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 I merged two analogies there because I was like flying a plane, but I was into a dock, which is a ship. No, it's a, it's a water, it's a water plane. It's one of those like, you know, with the skis on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, I feel like a, a moment where it's like you as an individual could say like, yeah, I right. did that. Cause like you it just It was said, very validating for me. You leave TNA with a stink. Ice cold. Ice cold. You walk into All In. And Cody is white hot. Yeah. Cody and the Bucks and Kenny are yeah. white hot. They Absolutely. are. They, yeah, I mean. No denying that. And then you go, well, I'm going to step up and I'm going to be the one. The the the, pre the, this, the real pressure of that situation was on me. Right. To ascend to Cody's level. Because you have to. In terms of perception. You have to stand in the ring and be yes. perceived as two equals. They couldn't walk into that. We couldn't walk into that match. Even though everybody in the building wanted to see that moment, they knew, oh, wouldn't it be amazing to see Cody Rhodes beat this guy and win the 10 pounds of gold for his father? But 
But they believe. If I hadn't, but if 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 I'd have just walked in like some schlub, and they go, well, okay, yeah, it would have been a coronation, yeah, not rocky. It wouldn't have been a contest of like I don't know what's going to happen here, right? You know, yeah, because Aldis is the NWA. He is right. the NWA champion. He's not, and we'd done like the weigh-ins where you know. Look, I'm not afraid to say it. I knew what that was going to be. He, Cody was the one who wanted to do a, do weigh-ins, and I thought it was a good idea. It helps, you know, help that big fight feel and everything. But in the in, there was part of me that's like, he wants a pose down, because <laughs> <You know? laughs> he had like he'd worked hard. He'd yeah. like he'd he'd dropped he dropped some weight, and he'd, you know, he's, you know, I could, you know, and and I was like, all right, I'll I'll see you there, and I did the same thing, you know, because it was we have that thing. Where it's like we are, we 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 are very, you know, we're not buddies, we're not close friends, but we're friendly. When when I respect him, you know, a huge amount, and I'd like to think he respects me. Uh, but we embrace that little bit of like competitiveness with each other. You know it's what I great. mean? Like we yeah. brought out the best in each other. Like funny story, that day when we did the the weigh in, right? It's the day before. Uh, a guy in Chicago who's like a luxury car dealer had contacted me and said, Hey, I love what you're doing, but I'm a huge fan. I like, can't wait to see this match with you and Cody. And he goes, Hey, look, uh, I have a luxury car dealership. I'd be happy to lend you whatever you want for the weekend. He's like, and I said, well, cool. I've got like a couple of my friends coming. Like Sam came to be part of the entourage and like Shannon Moore and a couple of my buddies. And he was like, cool I'll, have, I'll send a couple of cars i sent a bentley and a g-wagon so i'm cruising around in a bentley all weekend mm -hmm. and and my friends are cruising around in the g-wagon so we rocked up to the to the hotel to do the weigh-in and stuff but and davari was in the car with me one of my best friends used to be my roommate so we're in the bentley but i've been signing at starcast and then we had to rush back and get you know get get ready for this and for the weigh-in and whatnot I'm starving on the way to think there's a Wendy's. So we pull the Bentley all around the, the Wendy's. <laughs> to get a, and because I knew, and again, this is like, I don't, I'm not betraying Cody's trust by saying, because I, you know, he never out and out said this, but I always got the sense that like, I felt like he wanted this to be a little bit of a pose down. Like I want to show how ripped I got and you know, whatever. And I'd dropped about 10 pounds as well. Wow. So I'd kind of got in pretty good shape as well. So I went, I pulled a, I grabbed a cheeseburger at the drive-thru and rocked up in the Bentley and then walked in like before the way and just, <laughs> just, you know, just, just chowing down on this yes. triple cheeseburger. <laughs> and I walked Cody's like, oh, God, you know, like, cause he knew I was doing it, but it was like, that's what I mean. We just, we did little things like that to sort of, not to like mess with each other in a nefarious, like no, horrible way, but just in that, like, we're competing, hey, buddy, you know, and he's yeah. like, God damn it. You know, I like, love it. Like, and I, I know that he had texts like, uh, Dave and you know my friend a couple of our mutual friends have been like have you seen Nick what kind of shapes he in you know like, <laughs> just like a little stuff like that you know but that's yeah. I've only had that with one guy really you wow. know what I mean in yeah that, that sort of level of like and I'm sure it's a rare thing high yeah. level execution and and um the 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 connection right like that that it got with the audience and the you know and then because and it wasn't a one off because we proved that when we turned around in six weeks time and, and sold out again. And, you know, obviously not, it wouldn't, we, we wouldn't have sold out 10,000, but we, but we, we probably could have done that building once over again. Yeah. And that's, you know, we, and we had them on that one too. And we did the, they actually, the second match is much is for me is, was, I thought was way better than the, 
the match in Chicago. But to to that point, the match in Chicago only needed to be a certain amount. Story had been told. That's why I loved working with him because we were business. Yeah. We could have gone, oh, let's do a million false finishes and, you know, let's kick out of this and kick out. We didn't need to. Because mm-hmm. we, we, we immediately we're going like, maybe we can do a trilogy, you know? Yeah. we were, so That was the intent. And then obviously, you know, things happen with, he left Ring of Honor and and the, uh, obviously everything I've then learned of of impending AEW. Sure. Um, but we had talked originally about doing a trilogy. Like we had talked about doing like, okay, let's do this one in Chicago, then Nashville, and then we'll do the third one in London, which was, you know, and unfortunately we never got to do that. Well, I mean, there's there's still time for another <laughs> Aldous Rhodes match, isn't there? I would hope so. I would think I so. I think there's I time mean, for more than one. Life is long. Hey, man. Life is long and wrestling I is got long. a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We can do it here. We can do it there. We can do it everywhere. I'll be here, here again. 20, hey, there's still time. <laughs> Twenty years. Still time, brother. Well, man, uh, you got a few weeks off. Yeah, I You'd guess. Be hanging. Yeah, <laughs> just chilling. I'll be at Wrestlecade. You'll be at Wrestlecade. I'll be at Wrestlecade. Yeah. Um, what is the best way? I are you still going to attempt? An Instagram subscription service. Or <laughs> yeah, you can subscribe. Okay. Oh, it's yeah, it's there. I okay. mean, I don't know what you'll I've, get exclusive pictures until I can figure out how to do exclusive videos. Yeah, because I was about to say, if 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 the wildness that we're seeing is escaping onto the public platform, I can't imagine what's well, going to be behind that paywall. Exactly. Well, you know, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Pay up that four ninety nine. <laughs> All right, well, subscribe to all of Nick uh, yeah. Aldis's social media accounts, and I mean. Man, it's going to be very, very interesting heading into 2023 with Nick Aldis on the on the open market. You know, that's one that you've been so associated so. with a brand. I hope so. For so long. Yeah. And I don't think there are many guys like you out there with the look that you have, the pedigree that you have, and the skill set that you have that are available, right? Like... Oh, I forgot. He's been sure. tied up with this thing for so long. I forgot. I, again, that. you're you're sort of teeing me up to say something braggadocious, but sure. <laughs> well, I, that's my uh, perception okay. of you. it. Okay, thank you. And maybe it's just because I don't uh, have any of those things that I just listed, but I see them in you, and I really appreciate you uh, I, I've, coming I've, up I mean, here. I'll just say this: I I feel like I've put I've I've put in my hours. You know what I mean? I've paid my dues, and I feel like if. Uh, if there was an opportunity now, I wouldn't let anybody down. Yeah. That's I think that's all anybody can ask. I think that's uh that's a very nice way to yeah. to send everybody on their way. I appreciate you uh coming all the way up here, jumping in the Nazi studio, you telling me, yeah. your story, and uh yeah, the next time there's breaking news, you'll have to come back. We'll see. For sure, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Rate, review, and subscribe. This has been Not Sam Wrestling. Not Sam Wrestling.